Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I am sitting here on a Monday in my office, and it's about 5.30. And before I head out to dinner, I was thinking, you know, I really wanted to connect with all of you. And <laughs> I have a big smile on my face. I don't know why I'm sitting in my office. And when I think about me talking with um, whomever's listening right now, I, I connect with you. Uh, like, I really feel like you're here and <laughs> I, I'm an extrovert a bit. So, uh, during this pandemic, I, I get lonely. So I literally, um, <laughs> um, embarrassingly enough, I'm imagining talking across from somebody because that makes me feel happy to think that we're connected. So, um, pull up a, pull up a seat. <laughs> let's, let's have a talk. And today I wanted to talk to you about some really cool stuff about getting into flow in your business. But before we go there, I just want to lay out what's happening in my office today. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of proud of myself. I've actually been in so much flow. Like now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> God, why do you guys listen to me? I keep crying all the time. <laughs> but I'm emotional because I'm so happy. And I feel like something has happened. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I feel like I was, I'm in super flow. And so I I pulled out in my heart five things that I thought got me here so that I could share them with you. So back to this office and why I'm uh, really excited. So over the weekend, I wanted to make sure that I got some things in order. I have a, a pretty heavy uh, play load <laughs> in my in my business. I, I'm doing a summit, so it's my first summit, my first webinar, which I hate that word. Um, so I'm calling it an experience, and it's going to be awesome. And and we've really been putting a lot of energy into it. So I wanted to take some time and just to feel grounded and centered in my office. And I had some things that needed to be hung up and still have some paperwork. I had some drapes that needed to be hung up. So now my drapes are hung up and I, I also brought my vision board out of my bedroom and into my office. So I'm super excited to be looking up at it. And hopefully I'll remember when I talk about vision, I want to tell you a few things that I notice are already complete. I started my vision board. Um, I usually try to start it in November so that I ha I could really put a lot of energy into it so that it's done by January 1st or the evening of the December 31st, because that's just what I feel uh, feels in alignment. The other thing that happened, don't laugh at me or laugh at me, I'm okay about it, is, you know, I told, I believe I've told you this story a lot, but I have um, a spotlight from Oprah Winf Winfrey's Harpo Studios, and when they were dissolving um, the Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey show, they were taking the show apart, and... Um, what happened was she was selling tons of stuff like clothing and shoes. And I wanted to buy a pair of shoes because somebody once said, you know, when I feel bad, I bought these shoes many years ago from Oprah and I stand in her shoes and think, what would Oprah do? And this, it wasn't working out for me to get the shoes and I was getting frustrated. And so I thought I need to look broader. And what I did is I ended up getting, um, I noticed that there was a spotlight from the studio and it was numbered which spotlight it was and it says Harpo Studios on it and it was bought from the eBay auction when they were taking apart um, her studio and all of a sudden it hit me, wow, like think about all the people that were in that spotlight, um, Tom Selleck, Paul McCartney, 
Tom Cruise, Desmond Tutu, um, all the famous musicians, singers. <sighs> so when I look at that spotlight, it's super special and uh, it's something I couldn't figure out how to hang. So here I had a plant hook and I said to my husband, you know what, if we just put a chain on that, it'll be perf- in perfect position to be theoretically shining on me. I don't want or I don't have the electric hooked up to it. However, um, I just wanted the, the spotlight to be facing my way and not from an egocentric, like I want the spotlight on me. It's more about taking ownership for my vision and my purpose and not being afraid to be in the spotlight. I still remember Oprah Winfrey's story when she talks about um, going to Baltimore as an, for the first African-American woman news anchor of Baltimore News. And I don't know that I'm saying the actual show properly, but it, it definitely was a news type station. And she got her hair permed and the woman burnt all of her hair off. So the first groundbreaking woman in history to be African-American and she had no hair. And she said to make everything worse, she has a size 16 inch head and no wig would fit her. So she had to go on her first debut as a news anchor bald. So when I think about vulnerability and putting myself out there, I, I think about all of uh, what Oprah represented and then all the people that she brought into her life. And then that's the vision that I hold for my business and that I am not embarrassed about. Um, I don't feel that that's ego. I feel that's heart because before I put my head down on that final pillow, which mine's going to be on a boat going to, uh, going, in, uh, to Kauai. Um, I, I really want to serve others in a very big way. And so that's my intention. So as I say this, um, what else is going on in my office, uh, is my, my dog. I call, I call my dog, well, my dog's name is Jules and I, uh, I'm referring her as she's part of my member of team woo. <laughs> I have a program, uh, about that, that I we're moving into. It's transitioning from pivot to profit to totally woo, uh, opening up those windows of opportunity in our business through intuition and the use of it. And so, um, it's storming out. It's a very weird rainstorm I want to talk to you about. But my dog, Jules, is sitting here panting because she really doesn't like rainstorms. So she's in here with me. So if you hear heavy breathing, it's totally not me. It's my dog struggling with a little bit of a panic attack through the rainstorm. And I have some frankincense on my desk. And I have some Essie's oil to put on my nails because I love being able to self-nurture um, right now. I love the fact that I'm painting my own nails. To me, I, I, you know, I used to get them done and I'm self-nurturing my nails. And so I'm always like putting a little oil or something and taking care of me. And that makes me feel really nurtured. So today, uh, we're going to move right into what's happening with your business and how you can get into flow since I really, really feel in flow and I want you to be in flow for your business too. So let me pull up. I actually wrote some notes today, um, so that I can stay on track to help y'all out. So the first thing I wanted to remind you is by the way, this isn't groundhog day. You know, I've said this so many days, it's like, oh, you know, the alarm goes off and then believe it or not, I'm going to have to write into the radio station that I wake up to there for a while, like Keith Urban was happening at the same time. And there was a couple other people. And I thought, oh, this really is Groundhog Day. I'm going to have to write into the radio station. 
And then I realized um, that we aren't living in Groundhog Day. And here's how I know why. And I want to introduce you to this thought before we go into um, the, what did I call this? I'm looking for the episode title, the five-step process to design a business that helps you to flow. Woohoo. So let's go back to Groundhog Day and how I know that it's not. Do, 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 do. That's a newsflash pre-signed. <laughs> so this is newsflash. So newsflash, the sun has moved. It truly has. So in the mornings, I do a meditation and I would sit in this green chair in the same chair and the sun would be just beautiful and bright in my face. And then I noticed, hmm, did the tree get bigger because I don't have as much sun on my face? And I realized that the sun actually changes positions as the summer um, transitions. And I know that it's probably not a new news flash to everybody, but it really was to me in my own backyard. And because I haven't really been anywhere except, you know, my house, I've really connected with the flow and the rhythm of my own environment. Um, this is the other kind of interesting thing. I sit on my back porch all day long, as much as I possibly can. And I swim every day in the morning. I swim in the evening. So I really spend a lot out, a lot of time outside. And I've done this for multiple years, probably over 25 years. And one of the things that I notice is there's a breeze that comes over the top of the fence. And it happens very, very suddenly, very quickly. And it actually could this is the first year it happened. It was such a hot day and there was this breeze. And as soon as I felt it, it had been 90 degrees ish and above for, I think almost like 13 days. And I felt this breeze and I thought that is so weird because it's the fall breeze and I call it chocolate <laughs> because in the movie chocolate, um, there's a woman who is, uh, a chocolate tear, and she just magically appears into a, a town. She makes this magical potion of chocolate candy. And when she's done, she just, she feels a breeze and she and her daughter move on to the next town is how kind of the story goes. And of course, there's a lot more depth and rhythm in it. But that chocolate moment where the air comes, that there's a, a breeze that comes over the fence and even on the hottest days it might sneak in and this year it was a very hot day and I felt the breeze and now here here we are uh, Sunday it was 76 so while I was like I don't think that that could have been the breeze on a hot day it actually was so the reason I talk about this ebb and flow in our lives is the more that we're connected with who we are and the environment around us, I really believe it gives us a more bountiful energy of flow. Now, with that being said, let's get into how to get you into, into flow and what questions should you be asking yourself. So I'm going to Take a drink of water and you go get your pen and paper because I want you to write these questions down. Ah, I forgot to tell you I had water on my desk in a big green cup. It's insulated, so it's, I, I just love these cups. Number one, are you ready? The five-step process to design a business that helps you to not only get into flow, but stay into flow is asking better questions. And here's the number one question that I want you to ask yourself right now. What do you do in your life that makes you truly happy? Got that? Please use the sky as the limit 
Don't say, well, I guess when I have to do this at my job, I can tolerate that. Mm-mm. No. What? Like today, I just shared with you that when I start talking, and even right now, I have this big ass smile on my face because I'm happy. I'm so happy to be able to deliver this information and to be with you right now. I'm happy. This is simple, it's not complicated. So make it simple. I didn't put that on the list, but write that one down too. Just make it simple. And what brings you happiness? Number two, what are you good at that you want to offer the world that seems easy to you? (laughs) If you think about what I do... I I talk to people on the other side. You know, I connect with your Akashic Records. Akashic Records, what are they? (laughs) Ding. Did you hear that? (laughs) I need to figure out where that ding is coming from, by the way. Some of my devices, something's on and I can't figure out which one. So it supported me. The ding supported me today. So what are you good at? You know, what I do for me feels so easy and so joyful and it brings me so much joy because I see the joy on the other person's face when they either release a block or get in alignment or get a clear insight or, you know, have a deceased family member on the other side that's giving them a message or some people have lost their children and it brings them such joy. They can't thank me enough. And in that moment, we have a connection forever Because with people who maybe lose somebody, when they see me, energetically, they kind of connect with their child or their loved one. So some of my energy to them looks a little bit like the energy um, of a loved one. And so what ends up happening is they, they, uh, I'm a new imprint on their memory and so it's like, oh, I want to hold on to this because I don't get a new me- lot of new memories about my child. But when I talk to her, I get a new memory. So she's part of that. So believe me, when I tell you that brings such joy and I honor that connection and I honor that relationship and I will always honor that relationship. So it brings me joy. It's, that's not always the easiest part of my work but it does bring me joy to bring apparent joy. So, so what, what is it that you do? Is it your creative writing ability? Is it how you cook food and you want to share that with others? Is it how you organize homes? Is it how you care for animals? Is it a course that it's very easy for you to talk people through a course that you've created or maybe it's an invention. What is it that you're good at that you want to bring into the world? Let's see what else. Another thing that you might want to look at is the energy behind... um, Oh, I'm going to change this one. This is number three. What do you want your work week to look like? And the first thing that you might want to take out of there is work to play. <laughs> I'm working with on this summit and I have this wonderful woman that's helping me with uh, um, my marketing, uh, my, my conversion copywriting, because go- goodness sakes alive, I, I could probably talk in blue streak, but putting something on a piece of paper... Mm-mm. <laughs> so I hire who I need in my business. I should have that on the list. Um, so she says to me, oh my goodness, we're going to play today. And all of a sudden it just makes me feel like I'm playing and that I'm not working. And so our play dates have gone very nicely and she's helped me so much. So the second thing when you're asking yourself, what do you want your work look work week to look like? And instead, you might say, what does my play week want to look like? So how many hours of your life source? Did you just hear that word? How many of your 
how many hours of your life source are you willing to give up to make this dream or vision of, you know, what you want to offer the world and what you're good at? How many hours are you willing to give of your life source? So let me explain that a little bit. When I first started my business, um, really rapidly, I was very grateful and I had really good people in place and had a great coach. Uh, I've talked about, and you've met on the podcast, Jeannie Spiro It's at geniespiro.com. And when she, when we start working together, my schedule got full really quickly. You know, I looked at how many hours I could work and wow, I thought that was so much money. I was like, wow, you know, if I do like three clients a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if I help them, um, then this is what I'll achieve. And that, that looks, that looks good. And after about two years of, of that and really enjoying my clients and watching them grow, I thought I need to leverage my time because I was starting to run out of hours And I also started to think the second question, you know, I would get on stage and I would speak and, oh, I just enjoyed that so much. And then, you know, I would go home and I would call up my harvest of people that I had met. And then I'd go through my list of harvest and I'd usually have about 26 calls or or 22 calls or something like that. I'd go through that a couple weeks. And as I was going through that, then I was opting people into different programs that aligned for their purposes. <sighs> Even saying that, as I'm saying that, I just felt my energy go low because it was exhausting and expensive. You know, you travel somewhere, you pay to speak on stage, you pay for a hotel and food, and if you bring anybody along. So it, it, it adds up really quickly. And then I'd sit behind my computer for three months and work that group of people and, you know, go through... Ugh, I can't even talk about it anymore. (laughs) I knew something needed to change. And so I was sitting at a conference and I was listening to somebody speak that talked about business and financial alignment. And she said, what you're doing when you're accepting money from somebody is you're accepting that in exchange for your life force. Oh my gosh, even now. Did you hear that? Like the screeching nails, like going down the chalkboard. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, holy crap. No wonder I feel misaligned. But I didn't really hear that the way I wanted to. Instead, I immediately start trying to, and and I'm doing very well at it, uh, creating a plan While the other plan is in place, I did not disassemble it. And I think that's a really big mistake in life and business is when you see that something's like broken and you just blow it out of the water and then you don't think through what's underneath that just a little bit or feel into it. Sometimes you do have to blow the floor out. And I've done that in my life and I've seen it, but I think it's better at times to be strategic when you're in a business that you've grown to be strategic about when and how to blow the bridge, right? So what I decided to do is create a plan to bridge the gap of where I was, which I was happy there. I was just giving up too much life force to walk over the bridge and then get where I want to be. So I feel really good about, you know, my game plan with that. And I'm really close, Uh, probably by October 7th, I'll be at my next level of the business. And I don't mean a financial increment, although it will be a financial increment that will increase. It'll be a different level where I go with from more, (laughs) did you hear that's my cat, (laughs) where I go from a more, um, uh, working with a lot of private individuals to, um, working with more groups and less private individuals so that I can help more people right now that are feeling stuck and out of alignment. So when you're looking at your own energy source, how much are you willing to give up of it? And for how many years? When I look at my life logically, I'm 59 years old. I worked 33 years in multiple businesses, mostly primarily um, 
at a university and I was a, a an investor in real estate as well. So that was an, and, and I had a real estate license. So that was, you know, my past life in this lifetime. <laughs> I have to be careful talking about past lives. Um, so what a nutcase. <laughs> so, I'm silly. So I really want you to lean into where you're at in your life source. I'm 59 years old. I don't want to give 60 hours a week in my business. Um, and I do want to help people, but I wanted to, to do it in a way that's aligned for me. So many people just let themselves, I call it their love cup, um, just have a, like a slow leak. And then when they need something of their own personal love, they look in and it's like, well, how'd that get empty? <laughs> so make sure that you're nurturing yourself, you know, even though the silly little act that I do of putting the oil on my nail beds and feeling like I'm nurturing my hands, that's a, that feels nurturing to me in a busy day. So um, I also like to take breaks in my day. That's how I want my life to look at look, look like. And there was another gentleman that I knew, a friend of mine. His goal was to make as much money and to live a life that nobody else was living. And so he wanted to go highest and best really quickly. And he worked endless hours and was really stressed out. And, um, and he achieved in 18 months, he achieved over a million dollar business. And then as his story goes, and he, you know, he's written many books and, um, his story is that he crashes and burns really quickly. And, um, loses some of that great income because he was misaligned. He got to where he wanted to go, but so much of his life source, his energy source was wrecked in the process. And so now he had to realign with his own wants and needs and life source. And then, you know, he obviously already now has the ability to create that million dollar business in a heartbeat if that's what he still wants and when, right? So that's how I look at it. He was a 28-year-old man. He gave it his all. So depending on how old you are and who, you know, how much you want to give, um, that will give you the answer. And please keep in mind uh, one other thing is that there's going to be times that we are going to have to work harder in our businesses as long as we're doing it in an aligned fashion so that we're not creating a scenario of burnout where, you know, you can't shut yourself off. You're working a mile a minute. You're not getting, you know, but, but then you're not earning as much, you know, some of the times I've earned the most amount of money is when I took a vacation. <laughs> like I remember going not too long ago, we were in Maui and all these ideas came through and it helped me to align to a next level of my business. And I was like, ideas were popping and podcasts and parts of my book were just popping. So sometimes we really need a full and complete recharge. And I wouldn't say sometimes, I would say once a quarter, we should have a full and complete recharge, especially as solo business entrepreneurs. So the next thing is, and I believe it's number three, is how much money do you want to make? So if a million dollars a year is, is truly the amount you want to make, let's reverse it and see what truly aligns with your vision. And then once that happens, figure out the exact number. I think what the cool, and I've, I've been told this by multiple professionals and I've done it now myself. And it's interesting. I thought, I want to make a million dollars a year and I might still do that. However, I figured if I was making a 300, three, closer to a $500,000 year, it would do what I would want for my life and, um, for contributions to charities. So, um, I could give what I wanted to give and, uh, do what I wanted to do with my family and, um, make what I wanted to make. Now, here's why I want you to do this is I just got done interviewing um, 15 people on my Align Your Business Summit that are very high-performing 
uh, solo heart-centered business entrepreneurs. They're the conscious leaders and the shakers and the money makers, baby. And what I found is they're not having financial stress issues. And here's why. Because they did their math. They know what they want to make and they're hitting their mark. Once you know what you want to make and you establish the highest and best programs to align with your financial income and the life source energy that you want to spend, you're getting pretty darn close to flow and flow and flow. So I like that feeling. Maybe we should call it glide. Did you ever watch a bird in the sky? I think I talked about this the other week. But I still cannot get over that moment where I was watching a bird in a, in a storm. And it, it seemed like it was being tossed about a bit, but yet it was a complete control of that storm, meaning it would flap its wings to like position itself where it wanted to be. And then it would glide. A couple flaps. And it would glide. And every time that bird glided, I got deeper and deeper into like this breath of, oh, that feels so good, you know? And that's how I felt every time the bird glided. So I believe that if, if we're not in flow, we're in definite glide at this point. So I think I already went deeply into the, are you willing to do what it takes to get that life? And so I think we talked about that. I have that written on here. But in addition, or I should say, in addition to, are you willing to do what it takes to get there? I believe that knowing your top five values, and maybe this is how I had it aligned for the next one. I believe that's number four is what are your top five values? So mine are number one, mastery, Number two, vitality. Number three, self-expression. Number four, romance and magic, baby. And number five, environment. Oh my God, I just made it. Not, I didn't just make my values up. I'm looking at my values. And when I created them about a year and a half ago, every time I teach this values clarification, I always put myself through it. And I'm always upgrading my values, but then I don't touch it for about six months or until I get further um, into, you know, either a program or if I feel, I'm starting to feel misaligned, I'll check out my values. But here's how this works. Mastery and excellence is my number one. So when I'm offering a program, I really want all my I's dotted and T's crossed as highest and best that I can. Vitality. So I took up boxing. Mondays and Wednesdays, my boxing coach comes over so that I can um, be more aligned in my body. And now that the summer's here, I can swim in the pool every day. And so that, that vitality, moving energy through my body is really important. Self-expression. This podcast is a form of self-expression for me, as well as the book I'm writing, as well as the work. So you can see Doom, do, doom, do, doom. Top three things. I'm aligned with my top three values, which is my superpower, my super jetpack. Um, the next thing is romance and magic. <laughs> I am such a romantic goofball. I really am. Um, I just, I love those magical moments. Like even today, there was something that's so magical about the rain. I was sitting here in my office and like I said, my, my dog Jules is in here with me. And when she gets scared, she starts knocking at the fence down at the bottom of the, of the gate. And other, other times she's not disruptive at, at all, but she's happy to be downstairs except in a storm because her, you know, her, we have another dog downstairs. So it was beautiful and sunny and bright and there's a white cloud, blue sky, but I'm hearing all this rain. So I go out 
and there's not a cloud in the sky. There's sort of one over my house, but in front of me, there's not a cloud in the sky, but I'm standing underneath my awning and it is dripping in full streams. This isn't just like a tink, tink, tink rain. It is full stream on rain. So it was kind of funny and magical. And I ran out to look for the rainbow and I didn't see it, but ergo, I was on a quest to find magic and the rain in and of itself was just absolutely magical. And so that brings us to environment, which I already talked about. It was reorganizing some things in my office. So my environment feels aligned. And also uh, the last six months, goodness sakes, my husband and I had traveled almost a year and a half or more nonstop every three months with his business, he was going to the left and then we'd meet up at the right (laughs) in wonderful places, you know, Aruba, Maui. Then I'd go to Charleston, South Carolina for uh, a business opportunity. Then I'd pop over to Rhode Island for another type of thing. And he'd be all across the country. So that led to multiple suitcases sitting in our bedroom and unpacked laundry and clothing. And it's literally, I have one recent laundry basket that's organized and ready to be folded and hung up. And other than that, my room is really organized, but my life had not been like that before. I should say, and my life hadn't been like that before. And now it is. So I just wanted to explain what, why, and how to use your top five values and go ahead and take a moment and write your top five values now. The next one is, and I think that I might actually have six here, but it's your bonus. (laughs) Six one's the bonus. The next thing is five. What do you want your lifestyle to look like? Now, I know you kind of figured this out with the math of home, like, you know, uh, how much money did you want to make? And you kind of figured a little bit of this out, but what would it cost to live in the South of France if that's where you want to go? How much are homes? Um, are there taxes? Uh, how much is it going to take to get there? You know, every time you fly there. But if you're dreaming of, you know, being in France and eating eating the wonderful seafood and uh, the best wines and having great conversations and hearing beautiful French language in your ears and maybe even speaking in, bonjour, madame, right? Or finding a favorite pastry shop in Paris. Um, That might be your dream. So reverse order the amount that that would take. Do you want to live there? Do you want to visit there? Or do you want to visit places like that once a year, twice a year, every quarter? What is it that you want? You might be a more simple person or not. It doesn't really matter, but you might enjoy buying an RV and traveling across the country and seeing your clients from place to place and maybe creating a blog like that or writing your book like that, or maybe taking two years in an RV or one year in an RV. But I want you to spend a little bit of time with your ideal lifestyle and what you want it to look like. And make sure that you add this into your finances, like what it is that you want to create financially. The the last thing that I want to share with you um, is the power of intention. Is setting an intention each and every day and an overarching intention So I often say that before my head hits the final resting pillow, I would like to have helped people use their voice (laughs) since I just like stuttered over all that. But for people to actually, part of that is true, to find their truest and highest mission and to align to their highest and truest self. And that's my goal. That's my intention which is different than a goal, but an intention. And I'm just kind of hearing my own head talk. Maybe it's my intuition speaking. 
they, they said, talk about goals, since you sort of mentioned that, the difference between an intention and a goal. So an intention, like when I come into this office today, I had an intention to create my podcast. I made a list of about four or five things. I try never to go beyond five things because that'll just kind of shut me down uh, for me. Um, if you're that person that's sitting there, I love a hundred goals. That's great, but you're probably also burning yourself out. And if you say, no, I'm not, you probably really are. <laughs> so, and, and how I know is I've been there. How I found out I was burnout is I was doing research for something in my pivot to profit program. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about something regarding burnout. I had five out of the five symptoms. I remember I was in Aruba standing on the porch, um, doing a little research. Now, uh, hello, Candy, you're in Aruba. It's evening. There was music and a band right underneath me and a glass of wine. And I'm doing research on burnout. <laughs> That's when I thought, you dumbass, <laughs> you're burnout. And you have all the symptoms and you're on a really awesome vacation looking up burnout for a podcast or whatever I was doing. So, um, setting your power of intention is really important. Goals are very specific. So if you think of the abbreviation for SMART, S-M-A-R-T, so specific, so make your goals specific, ding, we have magic dings today. Measurable, action-oriented, real, and time-driven. I had to write those as I was saying them. So specific would say, you know, um, I would like to have a um, $100,000 month. Maybe that would be a statement that you want to make as a goal. So a $100,000 month. Now make it specific from my Align Your Business program. I'm making these up just so it makes sense. Measurable, well, I look in a bank account in 30 days, and if I have $100,000 from Align Your Business, then check, I've, I've completed that goal. Action-oriented, so what steps do I need to take to make complete that goal? So if I already have an Align Your Business program, which I do, then do I market it? Do I send out an email to my email list? Do I do a mini launch? Do I do a major launch and a summit? But if I've already set a 30 day goal, then I need to keep those action items um, to fit into that, or I need to change the amount of time that it's going to take. And they need to be real goals, uh, meaning that they're achievable. Um, can I make a million dollars in one month? Quite honestly, my business isn't structured to do that. Do I believe that I can make a million dollars in a, a month? Absolutely. But for the sake of setting goals um, and making them real, I would say that that would be a stretch goal. Uh, I have heard from these lovely women that I just met that there should be three things. The um, good, better, and best. So if you can set those three parameters, so, um, so say the best, if I'm setting a million dollars for that month. So if I don't make that, what would be a better goal? Um, so maybe I could conceivably achieve a $500,000 month and what would be a really good number, but it wouldn't align with the other two, 250000 for that month. That might be an incredible month, right? So you, that's how you think about it. That's how you break it down. And I just wanted to, um, to show you that. And then the time-driven. I don't think I went over that because there's not a check next to it. So time-driven is... So I just realized, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do a 30-day goal. I think I'm going to do a six-month goal of a million dollars. So in the next six months, I'm going to make a million dollars. And then what is that broken down in math so that it's specific? 
So you just take, um, you take, let's see, I'm going to do math and talk. This is always going to be fun. Divided by six is, so that would be, ooh, these are my, <laughs> these are my alignment numbers, 616. So it's 16,660. Oh, I think I did something wrong. 16,666.66. I think that that's right. Don't hold me on my math right now. I just want to make the example. But something like that would be smart goals, which are different than setting daily intentions. So let's see what if I got any other good stuff here that I want to see that. Oh, the last thing. Oh, yay. I thank God I write things down. The, the final thing that I wanted to talk about with the power of intention is also the power of your vision board. And I know so many people talk about this and they're like, oh, it doesn't work. And then other people say it does work. Well, I want to go onto my vision board for a moment. Now I do say, I really like, you know, your dream board is, is intimate, your vision board. It's intimate to you and it should be kept in a place of your house. That's intimate to you, to you, either your bedroom. That's where mine was, but, um, I couldn't see it. Mine's really big. Of course I, <laughs> I overdo things. I think a bit. So when I'm looking at my dream board that I created in, or my vision board in November, there, I would say, one, two, I'm counting, two, I'm going to start saying, okay, achieved, 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 achieved. In, in the process of. And then I have about seven things that I haven't achieved yet. But can you see how powerful, like I'm looking at that and it's just so amazing when I'm looking at my vision board of all the things that I've achieved. It just feels really, really, really good. Um, and now that I brought it into my office, I'm pretty excited about seeing the other parts of my vision board come into play. So I really think it's important to have a vision board and a power of intention to set goals as well, smart goals. So that all went into the piece of power and of intention. So what does that do for you? Here's what I believe. We are vibrational energy. And when we put our vibration of an intention out to the universe with smart goals, action, that's when I believe that the magic happens. And then fuel packed, of course, by your top five goals. I'm sorry, your top five values. Mine again is mastery and excellence, vitality, self-expression, romance and magic and environment. So that is where I am at in talking to you about oh, this beautiful, beautiful steps of the five-step process. I think we ended up getting six out of it um, to design a business that helps you to flow. I wanted to share just one other thing about your five soul values. And so I, I shared before that I've had these values elicited from, you know, who I am at a soul level. It's a process that I take people through and I can do it in groups. And I think that's really cool. And I can do it for myself with the same script that I use for the group. But last night I had a really unique experience because I'm truly living by my top five goals. I usually don't do this because it's not aligned with my timeline, but one of the things that I love to do is fold warm towels. 
Now, why I like to do that is towels are consistent, meaning, you know, if you have a sock and then you have underwear and then you have a pair of jeans and then you have a t-shirt, they're inconsistent folding patterns and they don't lie down on the, on the counter well, like you have to hang one up, fold one or whatever. So I like folding warm towels. They're just very friendly. And I decided to really lean into enjoying folding these towels and just taking a little time because I, you know, I really wanted to relax. And for some reason, this was relaxing to me was folding these towels. And so I also happened to, upon a pair of scissors that were sitting there. And so as I was folding the towels, not only was I perfectly, um, pushing out all the wrinkles, if there was like an extra tag or a little snag in the towel, I was cutting them. And all of a sudden I start thinking about the precision of my mother and our home was just, which isn't my home. My, my home's neat. My, or it's clean. (laughs) It's fairly organized and it's a nice home, but it is not meticulous. Um, but in the moment I was meticulously (laughs) folding those towels and enjoying them so much. And I thought to myself when I got done with the stack and then I reorganized them so that they, when you looked in the cupboard, it wouldn't just be like all white towels. Like it might have a white towel and one black towel and then another um, white towel just to sandwich and give you a different visual pattern. (laughs) So I was super into these towels last night. And as I got into them, I I really became proud of myself that I was performing in the arena of mastery and excellence. And again, I wouldn't usually spend my time like this, but it felt really good and I enjoyed it. So why not? So I had these beautiful um, stacks of towels that I was super proud about that didn't have any more strings or tags that weren't didn't belong. So I said to my husband, you know, um, I think I'm having an OCD moment. And what I was looking for him to say basically was, oh, honey, you're okay. Like, you're not having an OCD moment. And he said, if OCD were your only issue, we would be okay. (laughs) Oh, and that is basically where I want to leave off today is that when you know when you're enjoying life and you're in flow I really believe your relationship feels in alignment and your business feels in alignment and your personal energy and health feels in alignment I believe that you eat better you love more you laugh more and your business touches and reaches more people and so you are living from the purpose of your truest mission. There you have it. Send in a whole bunch of love and light. I'm going to take my team woo dog, Jules, and see if we could go make some dinner. And I'll put a little more OCD into cutting those vegetables up. So, <laughs> uh, See you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.